you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 298 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's lost to the Rangers, but it was against Kyle Gibson, so we'll get into all of that stuff. Uh, In the second segment, we're talking about the Jesus Luzardo situation. He got sent down to Las Vegas, so... What do I think about that? That's what I'm getting into. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about the guy that's replacing him on the A's roster, Domingo Acevedo. He made his major league debut in Texas on Monday. So how did he perform? What was he throwing? What are some of the expectations that I have? And what are some of the little things that I'm looking for that hopefully were just a, a one game sample? So we're getting into all of that for you guys today. But before I get into all of that, uh, make sure to listen to the Locked On MLB podcast with your friend Sully. He's also my friend. We like him over here. Uh, he's fantastic. I was on the show on Monday, so if you want to hear me talk about that triple play and the Yankees series and all that stuff, uh, you can listen to Monday's episode. He also does them every day just like we do, so he's fantastic. Give that podcast a listen, and also make sure to listen to this podcast every single day. You can subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, you can listen to it on you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever Wherever you're listening to this currently is uh, we're there. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's an easy one for you guys. And also we're on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the new Spotify Green Room app. Uh, it's Locker Room but rebranded. It's the same thing. Uh, and then you can also email us any questions to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also just a quick thing for you guys. Uh, I tweeted the game stuff for my personal account yesterday uh, on Monday just because I'm trying to spread some of that brand love that I've been building at Locked On A's. I want to get some of that on my account too. So uh, if you if you follow both of us, that's great. I'll probably go in between both of them, but uh, I'll let you guys know if I'm going to be tweeting from the By Jason B account. I'll, I'll be doing both. A lot of our show hosts just do it from their personal account, then they retweet themselves every now and then. No, I'm going to be doing double time and getting double the followers or the same people just twice all the time. It's going to be great. So that's what I just, just, just a quick note on that for you guys, but let's get into the A's. Eight to three loss to the Texas Rangers. Uh, Again, obviously, you don't want to lose any games to the Rangers, but you're going to lose some eventually. And this was the hard game for the A's. Kyle Gibson had been a dominant starter. Well, I mean, he's still a dominant starter even after this game. Uh, He'd been fantastic this entire season. He had a 209 ERA heading into this game. The A's raised his ERA because he went five and a third, gave up five hits. Two earned. He gave up a, a big home run. He walked three. He struck out three. Uh, so the A's raised his ERA in that five and a third innings pitch that they gave him. Uh, it's at now at 2.17. So yeah, he's been really, really good. He's going to be a very coveted trade target at the trade deadline in just a month and a half or five weeks, whatever you want, however you want to split that. He's going to be on a different team. And uh, that'll be very, very nice for the Oakland A's for that final like nine games that they have to play against the Rangers. So he's been fantastic. They actually did fairly well against him considering how good he has been. 
gave up five hits. That's not bad. He walked three, which is kind of a thing that he did. So that was not necessarily something that the A's made him do, but they were working the count. They got him out of there fairly quickly. They had their chances against the bullpen and uh, they did not come through with those chances. Uh, That's kind of what I took away from this is the A's had it even with the Two three-run home runs that Frankie Montas gave up and giving up eight runs. The A's had opportunities to make this a much closer game. They had the bases loaded, and then uh, Seth Brown came up as a pinch hitter, popped up the first pitch that he saw, and I don't know... No, I, for me, and I think this is just a how I would do it. Again, I haven't played professional baseball, but if I'm coming in cold off the bench and the guy's been struggling, he's been walking the bases loaded, uh, I think that I take a pitch just because I'm cold and I want to see what this guy has. And obviously, Seth Brown has been you know, fairly good in certain moments like this for the Oakland A's. Uh, he's had big home runs for the A's, and if he had hit a home run right there, this game would have been 6-5 A's instead of you know 5-2 at that point. So um, yeah, it stinks. It was not the best at bat. I would have liked to have seen a few more pitches taken, probably because I'm an A's fan and that's what I'm used to. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, people were, A's fans, I, I put this on Twitter. I was like, where are we on the uh, on the Seth Brown train right now? Are we on off? Where? And most of the replies were, we need somebody else to play right field uh, to platoon with, with Piscotti or, you know, at DH. People don't like Mitch Moreland, and he's been, you know, roughly league average. He's been fine. But uh, Seth Brown is basically a home run or bust at this point is what just what it feels like. It feels like he's not coming through in these spots. So uh, I mentioned on the Trade Deadline podcast that I would like somebody like Joey Gallo who plays good defensively and then also has some pop Um uh, Obviously, if we're replacing Seth Brown and his sub-200 average with uh, Joey Gallo and his just above 200 average, uh, they both have lots of pop. Not necessarily a huge upgrade, but uh, Joey Gallo does offer a lot of on-base capabilities, so uh, that's kind of why I'm on in on him, and also he's going to be available. So those are some of the reasonings. Uh, as long as they get somebody who can get on base, come up with a big hit, and provide good defense, I'm fine with that. Uh, and also, they're a left-handed bat that hits righties fairly well. So th- that's kind of where I'm going, and Joey Gallo seems like the guy that would be at the top of that list. But Frankie Montas, I alluded to it just a minute ago, uh, he went five and two-thirds innings in this game. He went. Uh, he gave up nine hits, eight earned runs. Six of those were on those two home runs. Uh, he, he walked two guys. He struck out six. Um, yeah, it, it's those two big home runs that were the difference in this game. And in the first inning, I think that the difference for that first five runs that the Rangers scored made it seem like it was going to be a long night. And it wound up being not a terrible game. It was intriguing. The A's had their shots. They didn't come through, but it wasn't just an utter beatdown, which was, you know, nice. Um, Frankie Montas just could not get his splitter to land in the strike zone and be called a strike. He threw six of them in the first inning, and all six of those were called balls. Uh, one of those was in the dirt in a full count, so that obviously is not what you want. And so with him not being able to locate that splitter, that's where he ran into some trouble. He gave up some hits on his sinker and on his fastball, so it was basically hard stuff, and that's what he was throwing. He didn't have that splitter working for him, and so he ran into some trouble and you know event and then the second through the fifth inning he was fantastic and it was wild that he went from five you know giving up five in the first to shutting them down essentially for a few innings and then 
giving up another shot in the sixth. So it was a wild outing for Frankie Montas, but you know, kind of also a Frankie Montas outing as well. So uh, that that's all for that part of it. But I do want to mention that uh, Tony Kemp, Mark Canna, Matt Olson, Ramon Laureano, and Sean Murphy all had at least two hard hit balls in this game. So some of it was defensive positioning. The A's were hitting it right at guys. They were smoking the ball all game. They were doing very, very well. And everybody besides Jed Lowry, who had a full slate of at-bats, and Seth Brown were the only two without a hard-hit ball in this game. Even Sky Bolt, who got one plate appearance, had a hard-hit ball in this game. So it's one of those games kind of like the whole Yankees series where they were still hitting the ball, they're just finding more gloves more often than not, and that kind of stinks. So it feels like a law of averages thing where the Rangers had lost a whole bunch of games coming into this series, and uh, so they were due for a win with Kyle Gibson on the mound. It kind of makes sense. And then the A's uh, did not get those hits when they probably should have been hits. So we'll see how the rest of the series uh, pans out for them. But I don't think that the A's are going to be losing too many more games this series. If they lose one, I might be a little bit surprised because uh, the A's got some some guys going for them and the Texas Rangers are still not a good team. So we'll see how the rest of the series goes. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Jesus Luzardo and just why I think that this is probably the right move to send him down to Vegas and also talking about Domingo Acevedo coming up on the show. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have all the right tools for every portfolio, and Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking stonks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control, and Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started and you can grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, follow us at social on social media, at social media, on social media, you know, you know whatever you do. Uh, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Sorry, the Spotify Green Room app. That's the one. Sometimes I zone out and I just start going with my usual spiel. And I'm like, no, that's not the right one. Uh, and if you have any questions for us, trade proposals, anything you want me to talk about, or you know, if you have a question and you want me to answer, you can email us at lockdownathletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the Jesus Luzardo news. Uh, it was a big talking point on Saturday after he blew that game. Oh, I mean, he gave up a bunch of runs and was the losing pitcher. So yeah, I guess he blew the game. I didn't want to, you know, heap everything on him, but it was his fault. So uh, sorry, Jesus, I feel bad for doing that because I am rooting for Jesus Luzardo. I want him to do well. And if he is pitching at, you know, near where he can be, this A's team is fantastic, and that's just another weapon for the A's uh, to, you know, just unleash on teams in, you know, the postseason or in the regular season. Whenever they want to unleash him, I'd really appreciate that. But uh, after that game, it really felt like 
after he had given up at least one home run in each of his last five relief appearances, it kind of felt like he needed to make that move uh, down to Vegas and just fix his mechanics, figure out what's going wrong, because it's usually just one pitch that gets away from him, and it's usually a fastball down the heart of the plate that gets just driven over the outfield fence and you can't do that in the big leagues. So it feels like there's just something mechanical. And I don't think that it's something that he can work on in between starts. It's probably going to be at least a month until we start hearing rumors that maybe he's doing better. Uh, Bob Melvin told reporters that they think that they're going to be stretching him out in Vegas. So that means that he will be a starting pitcher again. So that that gives him a little bit more depth because until this move was made, it was basically Dalton Jeffries is the A's depth at starting pitcher. They have other options too. You know, that Mike Fires is on the IL and maybe he'd be available at some point. Uh, Grant Holmes is another person that you might think of, but uh, it would the guys that have been performing well were basically Dalton Jeffries end of list. So there wasn't a lot of other options. The A's starting rotation is pitching fairly well right now. I know Frankie Montas just had a big blow up start, but he's been fairly good outside of blow up starts. And there've been three of them now. So three in like 13 outings. So uh, more often than not, you're going to get a good Frankie Montas performance. And if, the A's improve their bullpen. Maybe we see what Domingo Acevedo has. I'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, if if he performs well and then the A's go make a move or two to solidify their relief core, then you can let Frankie Montas go five. Then he doesn't give up that extra home run in the sixth. And uh, you go from there and you see what you can do. So there's going to be some interesting moves being made. But for Jesus Luzardo, I think that this move down to Vegas is necessary just because when he's in Oakland, he's not going to be getting regular turns out of the bullpen, especially with how he's been pitching. They're going to have to find certain situations like this game against Texas tonight or Monday night where the A's are out of it or the A's have a huge lead and just let them go figure it out. And how often do those actually happen for the A's? The A's are usually playing two or three run games. They're not, you know, blowing teams out like the uh, the Houston Astros, who coincidentally blew out the Baltimore Orioles. So the A's are uh, in second place in the AL West, just so you guys know. <laughs> so that's that's there for you guys. They've won eight in a row. They're, they're nasty. Um, but Luzardo, I think, needs to be able to solidify himself, get on a regular rotation by being in the starting rotation or, you know, even in the minor leagues, you can just, hey, you're going to pitch every third day or something like that or every second day or some sort of a routine that he can get in. Like, okay, I know that I get to do this as opposed to in the major league bullpen where he's like, got to be ready for every single game and, you know, every other game, I guess, for for him specifically. Um, And maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't. And that's got to be taxing mentally when every outing that you have you're just not putting forward your best work. And then it just starts, com- you know, compounding on one another. And at some point, it- it's got to just weigh you down and just affect your work on the mound. So this is just a nice mental break for him, I think. Obviously, he's going to have work to do, but he's going to know that every fifth day, I get to go out there and show what I can do and show what I've been working on, as opposed to maybe it's every other day, maybe it's every third day, maybe it's every fourth day. He doesn't know when he's going to be pitching out of the A's bullpen, because for the most part, they've been winning this this entire streak of uh, June, and uh, unless they were up by a bunch of runs, he wasn't going to be, and then if he does give up runs in those games that they have been winning, then all of a sudden, you got to use Lou Trevino or Jake Diekman or use Mero Petit, some of the A's, you know, quote-unquote, good relievers, to get him 
out of that mess. And that's got to be taxing on him. So this is going to be a nice mental break for him. And I think that that's something that's important for baseball players that doesn't get talked about a lot. I know that a couple of people in my mentions have been saying he needs a nice sports counselor or something like that. And I agree um, because this is not easy. He is highly touted. He has all the talent in the world, but he's leaving like one or two pitches up just middle, middle in every relief outing right now. And uh, it's just a little mechanical fix. And uh, I think that they're, the A's are going to play this one a little bit more safely than they would just because um, they, they need him to be good later on too. So if you can, if, if they have to deal with an injury and they need him to fill in in the rotation, that's great. He would be, you know, fantastic right there. Or if uh, they, they need another lefty in the bullpen at some point, because it's Jake Diekman right now, end of list, because um, Adam Cleric also not pitching very well in Vegas, and uh, A.J. Puck also not pitching terribly well in Vegas. They're both giving up runs uh, pretty much every outing right now, so it's not great. Also, Vegas, uh, if you followed us on Lockdown A's, you saw that Vimy Almachin hit two home runs for the Las Vegas Aviators on Monday. He has three this season. And uh, that is not part of his game. So the ball flies in Vegas, you guys. So well, it'll be more of a how does he feel kind of thing. But it stinks for Luzardo because his problem has been the long ball. And in a park like in like the one in Vegas, it is very hard to you know just scout the stat line and say, oh, he gave up a home run. He's not there yet. Uh, it's going to be more of a feel thing. How does he look? Uh, did they make good contact and it wasn't like a pop-up that got out? Or was it actually like a middle-middle fastball again? Uh, so there's going to be a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pay a little bit more attention than just scouting the stat line on Luzardo right now. Um, but I think that this is a good move for him. I'm intrigued to see what Domingo Acevedo is going to bring to the Oakland bullpen. Uh, he's been fantastic this season, and I'm going to talk about him in a little bit more detail coming up on the show. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. I went over to the website before I started recording this, and uh, I was looking at the basketball playoffs because it's the conference finals right now. In Game One, they have the Suns giving five and a half points. They got the Bucks giving seven points against the Hawks and if you wanted to place a bet on the futures for the the finals of the NBA if you wanted to put down some money on the Hawks and the Clippers making it to the finals to just face each other so they would win their series in the conference finals they are getting plus 1800 if that result happens right now those are pretty good odds before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit out the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams make their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And that is when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 
30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back to Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, you may also enjoy the Locked On Today podcast, which is answering the question, what do the Philadelphia 76ers do with Ben Simmons? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you have any questions, Send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk a little bit about the A's bullpen and Domingo Acevedo. Uh, Domingo Acevedo, if you, you zoned out for a second, I know I do it during podcasts too. That's why I try to be upbeat. And uh, so you guys got to listen to everything that I say and make all my points and all that stuff. But if you missed it, he is the guy that got called up for Jesus Luzardo being sent down to uh, Las Vegas. So Acevedo, he also uh, made his major league debut on Monday, so you might have missed that too. Uh, it was a, a big day of firsts for the A's in June. It was the first career appearance for Domingo Acevedo in the big leagues. Uh, his stance looks like a, a right-handed Sean Doolittle. He had the elbow just up and pointed at the batter. I love that. It was also the first relief appearance for Diolas Guerra this month. He worked a scoreless frame. He was fine. And it's also the first time since May 20th that the A's are not in first. So uh, some of those were good. Some of those were bad. But uh, we're going to talk about Domingo Acevedo here. But before I get too deep into the weeds with him. I do want to mention real quick, I tweeted this out yesterday morning, uh, JB Wendelkin has now thrown two innings in Las Vegas on a rehab assignment. Uh, he's gone two innings, given up zero hits. He's walked two. He's hit a batter. He's allowed an earned run and he struck out a batter. In his first appearance, he was getting some rust off, obviously. He's been dealing with an oblique strain, so it, it happens. But the first appearance, uh, he, he had a run which included uh, walk, walk, hit batter, sack fly, and that's how he gave up the run. Uh, still has not given up a hit. And then on uh, Sunday, he just worked one inning, struck out a batter. So he it looks like he's going to be getting into form at some point. Uh, they've been saying it should take another couple of appearances, maybe another week, something like that. But um, yeah, obviously, if you get J.B. Wendelkin back in this bullpen, all of a sudden you got a little bit more depth. Um, I mean, obviously, I think that Domingo Acevedo would be the odd man out in that situation, but we'll have to see how he performs. He does have one option left. He is now on the 40-man roster, so uh, if there's a roster crunch that comes on, uh, then we'll see what happens. But uh, right now, Domingo Acevedo in the A's bullpen, so let's talk about him. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm going to go over his pitch mix from Monday night. Uh, his sinker, which he was throwing a decent amount, uh, went 94.4 on average. His slider was an even 83 miles per hour. He had a changeup that was 85.4, and he had a four seam that was 95 miles an hour. So he's got a couple of hard ones. He's got a couple of soft ones. Uh, it looks like from that pitch mix to me, without having seen a whole bunch of his work thus far, that he is trying to keep the barrel off the ball. Um, basically, he's got a four seamer, which is, you know, fairly straight. And then you got a sinker, which moves a little bit more. And then you have things that change speeds on you. You got the slider and the changeup. So he's trying to, you know, I assume 
tunnel those pitches so that they go to the plate as long as they can on the same path, and then they just separate. And uh, changing speeds on everybody, you get some pop-ups, you get some ground outs. That's how I assume that he's going to be working uh, as a member of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, in the minor leagues this season, I have his splits against righties and lefties. Against lefties, uh, they're batting 154, and against righties, they're batting 200. So his batting average against has not been very high. Uh, he's also faced way more lefties for some reason. He's pitched 10 and two-thirds innings against lefties uh, and five and two-thirds against righties. So that, that's good. You want guys that can get lefties out right now because they got Jake Diekman, and then obviously they said on the broadcast, Diolis Guerra has been very good against lefties, uh, but I think Diolis Guerra has got like an 051 batting average against against lefties, so he's like another lefty, but uh, against righties, he's not quite as good. So you want to, and he's also not, you know, one of your, your main relievers either. So I think that Domingo Acevedo could work into being one of those, you know, sixth or seventh inning kind of guys. But for right now, it's going to be blowouts or, Hey, we need you to give us an inning. Go, go, I guess. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I think that Cam Bedrosian probably gets a bump up in the bullpen right now, just because he has been pretty decent for the A's. And uh, he, he has not allowed a run yet. So he's been pretty good. Maybe he's going to be a lead inning guy. Uh, Sergio Romo has been pretty decent as well. But let, I'll, I'll talk about that in just one sec. Let's finish up with Domingo Acevedo. Uh, in 16 and a third innings pitched, he has 27 strikeouts in the minor leagues. And he's only allowed three walks. So that is something that I really like. Lots of strikeouts, not that many walks. That is a nice, nice combination. Uh, that's what I like to see personally. That is very intriguing to me. Um, and that's kind of what the A's go after these days is just guys that control their pitches. And if they get strikeouts, cool. If they get ground balls, cool. Uh, if they get outs, that's what they want. They want outs. They don't really care how they get them. And they also don't want to give away free passes. So that is just the A's blueprint for pitchers right now is just a uh, don't give away free passes. And I think that that's what the, the Colorado Rockies should do is just get a bunch of control guys and let them go wild in Colorado. They don't need a bunch of guys with a bunch of movement, just guys that can hit their spots because they can be just as lethal. But uh, I'm not the GM of them. So no more free advice for the Colorado Rockies. Let's talk about one thing that I saw when looking at the Fangraphs leaderboards that I thought was very intriguing, uh, and it does concern uh, Sergio Romo here and how well he has been performing for the Oakland Athletics. So let's get into that for just one sec. Obviously, there are a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to Sergio Romo. He's been pitching much, much better of late. Uh, so that's something that some people have noticed, some people haven't. Uh, but he has 24 innings pitched on the season. He has an 863K per nine, three walks per nine. So that's just, you know, that's there. Yusmira uh, Petit has been, you know, arguably the best pitcher in the A's bullpen just because he's giving Bob Melvin innings all the time. He's thrown 38 and two thirds. He doesn't uh, strike out guys, but he also doesn't walk guys. He's been really good. He has a 303 ERA on the season, and he also has a 356 whip. So he's been fairly good. But I'm talking about Sergio Romo right now because uh, he is the second best pitcher, according to War, in the A's bullpen right now over Trevino, over Guerra, who's actually Diolis Guerra. I know the people don't like him either. He has more or he has the same amount of war as Jake Diekman right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that those things are interesting. Um, and the thing that really caught me off guard with Sergio Romo. Uh, he has a 488 uh, ERA, so that's obviously not good. That's really high for, it feels really high for an A's reliever. It's not necessarily high for like a Phillies reliever. That's like middle of the road for them. But for an A's reliever, a 488 ERA, that's not great. Uh, we're still early enough in the season where one blow up can, uh, you know, affect that enough. Uh, he's just been 
relatively ineffective for the most part, but his FIP, his fielding independent pitching, is actually the best of the A's bullpen. He has a 304 FIP, which is amazing. His pitching has actually been really, really good, according to, you know, not the defense behind him, but what he's doing has been fantastic. And uh, I just thought that that was intriguing as hell. And in his last 15 games, he has a 2.13 ERA in 12 and two-thirds innings pitch. So that's a really solid ERA. That's what you want to see from a reliever right there, a 2.13 ERA. And the other thing that uh, came up on his Fangraphs page is that his BABIP right now, his BABIP against, I guess you would say, is 3.38, which is fairly high. That's well above league average just in general. And it's also the highest that he's ever given up. Uh, he had a 331 in 2015, uh, one of his last years with the Giants, and that was really, really high for him. But even when he hasn't been necessarily the same pitcher these last couple of years in 2019 and 2020, his BABIP was still 264 and 255. So there is a lot of regression that could be on the table for Sergio Romo if he keeps pitching the way that he has in the past. So uh, maybe Sergio Romo is actually a decent pitcher. We're going to find out. I don't know that he's going to get DFA'd because he makes money and, you know, he's a veteran and sometimes you need those guys. So uh, put Sergio Romo in a little bit more. And Cam Bedrosian, that's five guys that I'm moderately interested in seeing pitch right now. And then also Domingo Acevedo and Diola Scarra. Uh, you know, obviously you got to find spots for them, but they're decent too. So the A's bullpen, it's intriguing to me. I don't know that I trust it a lot, but I don't think that it's bad either. So um, they're, they're an interesting bunch and I want to see more, but also a lot less. <laughs> um, so that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow I'll be talking about the game and uh, I'll find some more fun stats for you guys because this Sergio Romo one was a lot of fun and uh, I enjoyed it. Hopefully it makes you feel a little bit better about the A's bullpen, but uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.